Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. Happy Friday to you. It is the end of a week. I want to say work week, but everybody's everybody's kind of on their own schedule now. People are working. It's just when are your hours? The nine to five? It's I don't know. I mean, it's still, it's still you know, it's a fabric of our society. We kind of go with the banking hours and the, the Wall Street hours, but People are out there hustling, people working nights, you guys working right now on the road, maybe working the weekends. All I all I know about weekends at this point is when is the football coming? When when is the football coming? Although we did do a pretty bad job. I don't want to say bad job, but my wife and I, my kid goes to daycare and he's 4 and so he's going to go to school soon. So he already he already knows the concept of weekends. And he was ecstatic coming home from daycare tonight because he gets a weekend. But it's only a two-day weekend. He was used to the holidays with a three-day. We had a six-day weekend with some travel. So he's really excited. And it's like, okay, the kid gets two days to play, five days at school where he goes to play anyway. But we've really noticed a trend on Sunday nights. You know, the Sunday scaries. Oh, man. He gets all crabby and he, like, won't do anything. And the, the man just... He just does not like Sunday nights. I like Sunday nights because of the football. Uh, and I think he'll get there eventually with me. He's been watching a little bit more football this year, but uh, he's already got the Sunday scaries. Either way, that is a few days away as we are heading into the customary weekend here on this Friday evening. We got a lot of football to talk about. The two games that we've been talking about will be here very, very shortly. We will see the Chiefs and the Ravens. And then we will see the Lions and the Niners. I am ready. I've been hemming and hawing about the predictions all week. I am ready to lock in my final predictions on these games. I am ready to do that. We have a busy night in the NBA again. And kind of a repeat of a night we saw earlier this week where we're seeing some monster scoring numbers. That doesn't necessarily mean your team's going to win, but we've seen some monster scoring numbers. So, So much to get into, so much to talk about. Michigan replaces Jim Harbaugh with the right guy. Want to look at the coaching positions that are still available. Want to look at the positions that were hired and what to expect from those teams next year. Want to look at the teams that did not move on from their coaches. And maybe who's going to 
have the biggest regret about all that. So a lot to come. 855-212-4227. Again, I'm Bart Winkler. Marco Belletti's on the updates. David Shepard's back tonight. Uh, Shep, somebody asked where you were. A couple people did. I just said you were on assignment. That's typically what we say in the biz. I then relayed a story about we had a local news anchor who was suspended for a while, and everybody knew he was suspended. It was a story on the other news stations, but they kept every night saying, uh, Mr. Sir's not here tonight because he's on assignment. And we all knew he was like, you know, serving a suspension for some stuff he had done and said, but that's what we said. Not, not saying you were secretly suspended. We're just saying, um, you were on assignment. So welcome back Shep from assignment. Oh, thank you. It's, it's good to be back. Uh, I've never been suspended in the, a radio job. I have been suspended in my life from previous um, opportunities. So I'm glad that that has not happened in For this particular what? career. Oh man, uh, I, I I'm not proud of this. Um, <laughs> I'm not proud of this. I, I'm going to be honest with you. When you I can was, you can hit the eject button right now, no, and I'll tell a different story. No, 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 no. I, I uh, you asked me a question, Bart. I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to lie to our audience. Um, oh. When I was a, when I was when I was eighth, I lie constantly to these people. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, and this was really stupid on my part. Um, I liked a girl a lot, a lot, mm. and um, I walked by her, and I fell, and I tripped, mm-hmm. and it was really embarrassing, and um, a, a, then a kid stood up in class, and he laughed at me, and he said, see, that's why you're never going to get any girls. You don't even know how to walk, um, and oh, I was really ups- I was really upset and lived with that because he knew that I liked that girl, and I, I just felt like he really crossed the line, and I said, I, I said say that again, tough guy. And he said, you heard me. And I go, yeah, I bet you won't be saying that when I come back and kick your ass tomorrow. <laughs> I, said, you, I said, you owe me an apology. And, and if you don't, I'm going to mess you up. Uh, wow. Bad choice of language. I was in eighth grade. And um, I got suspended because of that. It, it was a, a very touchy time because this was kind of post, uh, not to get so serious here for a second. Well, no, but, I, you don't need to go there. Okay, but got you, got you, 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 got, you got suspended? <laughs> I, I got suspended because um, a girl felt threatened that I made a guy feel unsafe because of my words, and I took the L, and the reality is I, I learned my lesson from that. You didn't just get, like, a detention? I, no, it was, no, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was bad timing. But the thing was, mm. because they felt like I got a raw deal, if I never put myself in that position again where I made someone else feel unsafe, it was going to be exonerated from my record. And it was, and it it makes you so careful with the words that you use in every walk of life. Even if you and I are talking off mic, there is nothing I won't say to you that I wouldn't say on microphone. And that was a lesson that I learned at 13 years old. So that so that answers your question as to why I got suspended before. And of course, that guy also. What I found out, the reason why he did what he did was because he actually liked the girl, and he felt like by putting me down, he was going to end up getting with her. He ended up getting with her, um, <laughs> of course. And then they broke up a month later. And that oh. girl that was my uh, childhood crush uh, ultimately broke my heart again when she got married a few years ago. And I literally made one last this effort when I posted on her Facebook wall, "So uh, happy for you! There goes my childhood crush getting married. Time to move on." LOL hoping that she would somehow see that and uh, maybe reach out to me, and then who knows what would have happened. She did not reach back out to me. Oh, my God. So 
So that's that's that. But that answers the question as to what areas of life I have been suspended in before, and it was when I was 13 years old in middle school. Well, don't take don't take this the wrong way. I won't. I am never asking you a personal question again. <laughs> I'm, I'm never, never again. Let me tell you something, Bart. Oh, I didn't tell you this. Uh, Jr. knows this. I don't know if you know this. So, I, I you know, I coach. Do you know I'm a head coach for JV basketball? Everything was everything was fine until the until the Facebook LOL and then the whole I hear you, Hail look, Mary ditch. Listen, and, listen, listen. Oh, you should have seen my face. Listen, desperate times call for the desperate. pure regret listen, on my face listen, for asking you that question. But desperate times call for desperate measures. I got kind of a, an uplifting story though. So for the second time, I'm a JV head coach. For the second time, guess who ends up refing my game? Let me see how much you are in the weeds right now in terms of former uh, NBA greats who are high school referees and working their way up to the uh, professional ranks. Uh, like I have no with, idea. I'm like friends with him now. Smush Parker. Smush Parker. Smush Parker. Ref, he ref my game again. Yeah. Him and wow. I are going back and forth all game. We're talking about Kobe. We're talking about his time with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron. And he's a really nice guy, Bart. So he's, he's refing JV games, trying to work his way up? You gotta respect that. You have to respect. He's starting point guard for the Lakers, back-to-back seasons, makes the most important steal of that entire season for that Lakers team in that game four versus the Phoenix Suns when they go up three to one. Um, he could not be a nicer guy. I was, uh, I was, I was blown away by his humility, man. To to be a starting point guard in the NBA and then to be working your way up by refing JV games, and he couldn't have been nicer about it. Couldn't be more professional. Uh, the other guy ended up giving me a technical, not Smush Parker. Um, so yes, I got a technical, um, but, uh, that what was, did you do, man? I went on the court and slapped a guy five. Cause I was really happy that he finally made a left-handed layup and, uh, I was too far on the court and according to him, he uh, warned me five times. Oh wow. So he gave me, a I technical. thought maybe you went on the ref's Facebook page and said, <laughs> um, I don't like what you did. LOL. Last ditch effort to get the call changed. Listen, I'm not doing LOL at 37 years old, but when I'm 31, I think it's okay to say that, you know, light, light, uh, heartedly and, uh, you know, in a playful way. So, well, I am happy to hear that somebody's trying to work their way up because in, in officiating, and I mean it because a lot of times we argue about these refs in the NBA and the NFL and even MLB, and it's the same guys we've been complaining about our whole life. And there's got to be some sort of like next generation of guys coming up, but it seems like there never is. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I did think of you too last night. Uh, well, I thought about you a lot, obviously, Shep, but I thought about you specifically oh, thank you. when we were talking about uh, Bill Belichick because with the hiring of uh, Raheem Morris to Atlanta, it seems like Belichick is not going to get a job. The latest odds on Belichick to get a job are basically just courtesy odds if you're looking at uh, a set of lines I have here. For the commanders, it seems like the sports books think Ben Johnson – of Detroit is going to be the guy, if not Dan Quinn. And then in Seattle, they think it's going to be Dan Quinn, if not maybe Mike Vrabel, Bobby Slowick, Mike McDonald, some other candidates. Belichick's on their commanders 18-1. and one. He's also on the Seahawks odds at 20-1. and one. But really, those are just sucker bets for people to say, oh, there's no way that Belichick's not going to be a coach this next year. And when we saw all these guys get relieved of their duties, Pete Carroll – and uh, Nick Saban, uh, for different reasons, they leave or they get relieved. But Bill Belichick, and you had talked about, well, you wish that you knew it was his final year and you knew that it was final year in New England and, and all that stuff. But not only that now, 
we may have seen his final year coaching yes. ever because if he, this this Atlanta job, it seemed like they really wanted him, at least Arthur Blank did, and then they might have realized, hey, nobody else is interviewing this guy, uh, so we don't have to rush. Also, his organization, like Raheem Morris was there. They passed over him for Arthur Smith those years ago, and sure. he had a great attitude about it and, and finally got you know that job. But if Bill Belichick isn't getting basically the one job that he could have gotten, I don't think he gets the Seahawks job. I don't think he gets this commander's job. If he takes a year off, I mean, if you can't get Bill Belichick after four years of no Tom Brady, are you going to want him after four years of no Tom Brady and then a year away from the game? I don't know how attractive he is as a candidate anymore. Yeah, I mean, the question question I have for you is, is it because of the downfall without Tom Brady or is it because of his prickly personality and inability to connect with this generation? Like, I wonder, like, it, it's, it's insane to me, Bart, that however you want to slice it, he is, in fairness, the most accomplished NFL head coach in the Super Bowl era. Right. I think most people would take Vince Lombardi before they take Belichick. Some people might take Joe Gibbs. Some people might take Bill Walsh. But there's no denying his success. For him not to get an NFL head coaching job over the likes of a Raheem Morris, who, by the way, didn't do the worst job when he was with Tampa. Like, I don't know if most people could pick Josh Freeman out of a two-man lineup. He won 10 games with him. So it's not as if he's chopped liver. Obviously, he was in his mid-30s at the time. Um, so he deserves another shot. I did not think, though, that he would get the head coaching opportunity over Bill Belichick. Something must have went drastically wrong in the interview. Because if a coach is available who won six Super Bowls, and in addition to that, went as far as he did with Bill you know, Parcells as a defensive mind, not just with the Giants when they won two Super Bowls, but making a Super Bowl run with New England, going to an AFC title game with the Jets, he has had his imprint all over all-time great defenses. And for him not to get this job, that's really telling of Bill Belichick, man. Like, that speaks to his unlikability and really the obvious elephant in the room, which is Tom Brady really made him who he was. Well, I'm, I mean, this, the jury is still out on that, but that might be the perception, and he's always going to have to deal with the fact that Tom Brady went and won and he won a Super Bowl right away, but they were still very competitive, made the playoffs. They were, you know, they they, they didn't, weren't just a one and done. Like, Belichick got to the playoffs one more time, but that was pretty much it. Uh, so he has that going for him. I think it's a combination of a little bit of that. Because two years ago, if if he's out two years ago, if he's out four years ago with Tom, if if Bill and Tom are free agents at the same time, Nobody is taking, with all due respect, Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick. Nobody's doing it four years ago. Nobody's probably doing it two years ago. Bart, I don't think they're. I don't think they're doing it one year ago. Like maybe I, not I, even one year. Right. Ago. Like I know Max slid a little bit in his second year, but Bill Belichick still, you know, held that team to about a five hundred record post Tom Brady, but to finish last, dead last, Bart. In the conference, to look at Mac Jones in year three and see much he has, he has regressed. Now, think about this for a second. Atlanta, here's why I feel bad for Raheem Morris. Um, who's their quarterback? Well, I think that actually worked in Raheem Morris's favor. You do? Because why? Because the way that 
I feel a team would be willing to bring Bill Belichick in is if there's an established quarterback there. I think that Bill Belichick is not going to mold and shape a young quarterback right now. We saw him get a couple of opportunities, and then he had a run with Cam Newton. So he had a young quarterback. I guess you can count Bailey Zappi too, but he also had Cam Newton. I mean, yeah, this year was the worst, but they weren't winning, and they were always kind of hovering around 500 anyway. I think if you're Atlanta, what you're looking at is what do what, – what, like what – What's best for our future, obviously, you're going to look at that with any hire. But Bill Belichick, you're thinking, what, three, four years tops? I mean, you're thinking three, four years tops. You need a quarterback, so you got to probably draft one unless you get Kirk Cousins or somehow Baker Mayfield comes over to you. Are you going to start Sam Darnold or Ryan Tannehill? I mean, maybe you trade for Justin Fields as the best-case scenario. So I don't think that that was going to work out for them. And then you also have to give him a bunch of power. Like, I, I think I think the conversations between Belichick and Atlanta were less, were less an interview and more of how does this work? How do I get what I'm used to when you already have a guy here? Rich McKay's been there for 20 years. The GM, president, CEO, he's like every position you could have had and have without being the owner, and he's Arthur Blank's right-hand guy. Sure. And so you would have to then take a little bit from him and then work that all out. I still think the best situation for Bill Belichick would be somewhere where he can come in, again, with a team that's close. Not a team that needs some work, but with a team that's close. So maybe Buffalo. But then you've got, like, you got to figure out what does he get and what does Brandon Bean lose, the GM there. Or the Eagles. Well, then what is... What does he get and what does Howie Roseman lose? Or That's why I thought the Dallas Cowboys, because I, I guess foolishly thought that Jerry Jones would just be like, I want a Super, I want a Super Bowl so bad, I'm willing <laughs> to just give up all my, all my positions for bail. I thought if anybody could see the light at the end of the tunnel, it was him. All these teams that are close don't want to give Bill the kind of power that he's been used to, especially when the whole thing on him the last couple of years was – because nobody wants to call Bill a bad coach, right? So then we started saying, we started saying, well, he's not a bad coach. Bill Belichick, the coach, is good. Right. Bill Belichick, the GM, is atrocious. So why why would you bring a guy on if you're willingly going to give him the power that you admit he's no good at? So that that would be the question I have for you. Is is you mentioned the aspect of having a ready to go Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback, and I, what's the team you think of in that division besides the Bills? That has a quarterback that is the ultimate proven veteran, and I know you're not his biggest fan, nor are most of your fans. No, but, you're right. But they made that declaration of Robert Sala being safe before Bill Belichick and the Patriots parted ways. We all we all know he did them dirty, you know, two and a half decades back. But obviously, six Super Bowls since then, I think they have forgiven him. Right. So that, to me, Bart, is the perfect situation if you are Bill Belichick. Do you reach out? Does your agent reach out? Now, listen, he's to me, he's not the type of coach that's not going to be on the up and up. He's the type of coach that will be cutthroat, even those within his own industry, right? I can't see if the Jets know Bill Belichick is interested in taking over that defense, and we know they're already top-notch, taking over the quarterback, the last guy, player or coach, we have seen him speak to on the field was Aaron Rodgers when obviously the Jets beat them 17-3 to in New England, and they had a lengthy conversation, all things considered. That, to me, 
has got to be that destination for both parties. I'm sorry, Robert Sala is not a proven head coach. I'm not saying he can't be. But Bill Belichick right now would make them a much more competitive piece in the AFC. I don't know how you feel about that, but that to me is the no-brainer if the Jets want to make that happen. Well, I feel like there's a world where Aaron Rodgers, if he comes back and is, you know, what he was as a player, I feel like he could still do what these other guys did and and maybe win a Super Bowl, but under no scenario is that going to be with Robert Sala as the head coach. Correct. I just don't see it. Correct. I mean, you could do the Doctor Strange one out of 14 million kind of uh, outcomes here, but there's not one. There's zero. There's no chance Robert Salas went in a Super Bowl with that team. So, yes, them them organizing some sort of coup. And Joe Douglas isn't a good GM either. I don't care what Pat McAfee wants to say. Guy stinks. Guy inherited a bunch of cap room, a bunch of picks. What has he done with it? Nothing. Oh, yeah, he has done some stuff with it. He's made it worse. So, yeah, Belichick's best play is to jump on one of these teams, all these teams that are close. Maybe maybe Andy Reid does retire after this weekend if they lose. Maybe he goes there. Like, his best chance again is to jump on a team that's right on the doorstep, and all of those teams proclaim that they want to keep their head coach, and so there's nobody left unless he organizes some sort of coup. That's you, the only that's right. the only option left. And, and and because here's the thing, Bart, you and I both know this man. Like Ben Johnson, if he wants a head coaching job this time around, he's gonna get a head coaching job. Mike Rabel is gonna be around for the foreseeable future. He's got at least a decade you know left in that tank. And we know he can flat out coach, and we know he has the respect of any locker room he walks into. So Bill Belichick is the underdog to those two guys alone, and we're forgetting the dark horses. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? So like to me, that's the only viable option for Bill Belichick to continue, unless Unless you think McCarthy gets the boot next year. Because I, I don't think, you know, everyone's saying if he doesn't get it this time around, he's done. No, I don't think so. I, I think he can coach till 75, 76. I don't think that's, you know, far out of the equation for him. It's possible. But then if one of these guys get the boot next year, say McCarthy, let's say Jerry Jones has seen enough after week five. Is Belichick going to dock Rivers' way in there after five <laughs> games? I don't think so. I All think right. he wants to be there at the beginning of a season. Right. So. Well, he'd have, to be a, he'd have to be a self-anointed consultant first and then be a broadcast partner for one of the major <laughs> networks. And then he'd really do a Doc Rivers on the NFL and Cowboys. Yeah, and then the, the team would have to start to hire his assistants but still not announce that he's the head coach, <laughs> even though CNN Sports reported it. <laughs> Four days ago, eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four CBS. Shep's back. I'm Bart Winkler. I gotta let Shep know how the Bartometer went yesterday. The Bartometer got its second spin. It's getting stronger and more concise with its opinions. So we'll talk about that. Also, want to talk about a great night again in the NBA. Much more to come. Much more with you. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Just knowing what's at state, you know, um, just being around for some years now and uh, seeing different different teams we, we've we've had here, um, and I, I feel like some like back go back to 2019. Uh, we had we had a chance to be where we are right now, uh, and we fell short. You know, so like I said, me just being around different teams, knowing we got a, a great defense, great offense, great special teams. Our opportunity is right in front of us, so you know I got to just stay locked in. 
You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show. Heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. Lamar Jackson referencing the 2019 season. That was his MVP season, at least his first one. We think he'll get another one this year. The Ravens had a bye, and then they welcomed in the six-seed Tennessee Titans and got crushed by them, 28-12 to back in 2020. And Lamar did not play great, and that kind of started what was this narrative that maybe in the playoffs Lamar's not the guy. He was 1-3 and three coming in to this postseason, make it 2-3 and three here, and this is where there's a big kind of moment for him is we could be talking Monday about a Ravens loss and a two and four Lamar Jackson, right? In the playoffs where they lost again um, when they maybe were favored and should have won. Or he wins this weekend, he wins the Super Bowl. Then we're talking about a playoff quarterback that's four and three in the postseason, has two MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP, maybe. And so the narrative and where we're going to rank him and all this stuff, not just now, but long-term, a lot kind of hinges. And this is what we talked about a little bit yesterday. Like, yeah, we do define legacies as they happen. You know, maybe maybe we take a look back at some of these guys from yesteryear and kind of define them after the fact when we didn't kind of hyper-analyze everything. There wasn't a 24-hour news cycle. We had a little more patience. We We let things kind of simmer a little bit, but now it's what does this game mean? What does this legacy do? How does this legacy factor in all this kind of stuff? And this is a pivotal moment for Lamar Jackson. 855-212-4227. JT's in Baltimore. Hey, JT. Hey, Bart. Um, Thank you for taking my call. I've been listening to your show for a while, um, and I like it. I just want to talk about the Ravens for a little bit. Um, Yeah, please. Right? Oh, man, I, I mean, I, I feel like you're in my head right now. Okay, perfect. Um, just to educate some of your fans that don't know a lot about Baltimore, um, Baltimore's always had a culture of just dictating to the other team. So as far as this game on Sunday, I think the only way the Chiefs can win is if they hit big plays. But the key to that is going to be stopping Isaiah Pacheco. Our defense is pretty great, but we do give up 4.2 yards of carry which is not great at all. And Andy Reid is one of the best coaches of all time. Every time he plays with us, back to when he was in Philly, he always changed his offense to be more methodical, 8, 10, 12 play drops. So if we can stop the run, they're not going to be able to hit big plays because I don't think any of their receivers can beat us one-on-one. So no, you can't, can't, you can't let MVS go. Even if MVS goes three for 61, you're in trouble. Right, right. So I think if we can – hold down the run we're going to limit the big play and i'm thinking it's going to be 31 16 like i even if they get down the field i don't got them scoring in the red zone unless mahomes is just otherworldly and that can happen but i like our chances so i'm going 31 16 baltimore and we just got to stop the run and make a one-dimensional All right. I like that call, JT. Thanks a lot. That's a prediction from Baltimore. He is taking Baltimore. I feel like that may be a trend. We'll give our predictions uh, top of next hour. 
I've been marinating on what I wanted to kind of come to a conclusion on. There were the thoughts I had at the beginning of the week. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, look at these road teams and see what they can do. The home teams obviously are favored. It would be very chalky to pick them. I think that the Chiefs hitting big plays is going to come through two guys, Travis Kelsey, who got open a couple of times last week, and JT's right, Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco is probably, to me, the second running back I'd want in the playoffs with no shame towards the Lions running backs. Montgomery's great. Gibbs is great. What a tremendous rookie year he's having. One of the finalists for one of the finalists for um, rookie of the year. But when it comes down to what a guy does, how he churns those legs, every Pacheco run I see is like, oh, that's a three-yard gain. What? It's a first down 15 yards. The guy just is a motor. He keeps running. Uh, you can use him in the passing game as well. So I, I know McCaffrey's great. Without McCaffrey, it'd be Pacheco to me. Uh, the Ravens. Justice Hale, Gus Edwards, maybe a little bit of Dalvin Cook. They got a, you know, they got a nice full backfield there, but Pacheco really is a beast for sure. The Bartometer rankings yesterday, yeah, we do this on Thursdays. We did it two Thursdays in a row now, so it's officially a it's officially a bit. But the Bartometer we put into it, which player or coach would benefit the most from a Super Bowl. And I will read you from bottom to top what the results were. Patrick Mahomes already has a couple. He's fine. Andy Reid, okay. John Harbaugh, he's got one. All right. Then the Bartometer said Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Obviously, they would benefit. But the Bartometer thinks, and Shep, I'll get your thoughts on this. Brock Purdy at three. Obviously, we don't know what he is still. He would benefit from a Super Bowl. I would put him with these Niners greats. Kyle Shanahan was two. I think if Kyle Shanahan gets to another NFC Championship game and or Super Bowl and doesn't win, then we're going to start asking if he can't win the big game. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Shanahan, but I think obviously the guy that would benefit the most is Lamar Jackson. The Bartometer agrees because what is the AFC right now? It's Patrick Mahomes, and then it's another step down. But if you go Patrick Mahomes, and then another guy wins a Super Bowl, who else is winning a Super Bowl in this conference? Nobody. Josh Allen's not won one. Justin Herbert can't even win playoff games. Joe Burrow, who's been to one but hasn't won one. We put all these guys in this category with Mahomes, but then we say, well, Mahomes is at the top. If somebody wins a Super Bowl, and that somebody's Lamar Jackson, who then has a couple of MVPs to show for it, well, suddenly it's not Mahomes Mountain anymore, credit to Nick Wright. It's Mahomes Mountain and Lamar Jackson, like, Hill. So I think of all the guys that can benefit, coaches and quarterbacks, Lamar is the guy I think would benefit the most. Didn't Nick Wright have uh, Caleb Williams over Lamar Jackson at some point? Um, On that Mahomes Mountain? He may have. Okay. Really really legitimate mountain. Yeah. I do like the mountain. I'll I'll give respect to the mountain. He's got he's got Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes over Joe Montana. How much respect can you give it? I like what Nick Wright had to say about Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago. Okay. Well you both are critical of uh A Rod. I gotcha. <laughs> do you enough. what do you what do you think though? I got I got or the Bartometer has Lamar over Shanahan. 
Well, in terms of who could benefit the most from oh, a Super no, Bowl. Oh, no, no, for sure. Um, but here's the thing, Bart. I, I see where you're coming from, but he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. You see where the Bartometer's coming from. Well, it's coming from Milwaukee, right? But I'm not the, I'm not the Bartometer. Oh, sorry. I, I apologize. You're, you're right. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. Bart Winkler is, is no way, shape, or form affiliated with the Bartometer. Got it. Um, well, it's my machine, but it's not my opinions. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. It's, got it. But no, but in all, in all seriousness now, like, Lamar Jackson's a made man. Um, no one looks at Dan Marino as a loser. No one looks at Jim Kelly as a loser. Like, we all hold them in high regard, right? I think Kyle Shanahan is the guy that's seen as a loser to some degree. We all know he's a great mind, especially offensively. But the reality is he is responsible for two of the biggest blown leads in Super Bowl history, right? Fair or not fair, he wasn't the head coach of the first one, but he was the offensive coordinator that elected to pass it and not run it. So with all that being said, Lamar's already a made man. I think anything he does extra at this point is just going to even put him in a higher elevated space. He's already an all-time great. He's already an all-time great. I yeah, mean, but do you know what Monday's going to sound? What's Monday going to sound like if he loses this game? He got he got beat by the Michael Jordan of his generation, and he's not going to lose, by the way. But if he does, let's just go hypothetically. He loses. He's not. But if he does, then it's he got beat by the greatest quarterback of this generation, and everyone else loses to him too. Yeah, that could be. We'll see. Hopefully not. I'll give my opinions and my predictions. I'll ask you to do the same, and you guys throughout the night. But again, that's what I said last night. And I don't know who caught this part of the show last night, but I was asking for opinions for today's show, for predictions, rather. And I understand that people from Detroit and Michigan are going to call and say the Lions will win, and California, the Niners, and Baltimore, the Ravens, and the Chiefs country, the Chiefs. Anybody else, like anybody that doesn't have a, like there's people all over the country. Does any of you guys have an opinion, have a prediction on this game? That's really where I want to hear from. Cause I've heard a lot of, we've got a lot of pep rally calls this week, which is great, but I want to know like what the app, what I, I don't have a team in this race. I'll tell you what I think. That's kind of what I want to get at as well throughout the night. If you're so inclined, it's the Bart Winkler show on CBS sports radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Listen Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. You heard Marco on the update. Big night in the NBA. 73 for Luka. An amazing game statistically. It's not like he took 60 shots to get it. He, he was, what, 25 for 33, somewhere in there. We just saw 70 the other night from Embiid. So we've seen 70 now four times in the last 365 days. The Bucks also, we joked about it before, but they did just actually on a Friday night news dump make it official that Doc Rivers is actually hired as their next coach. And he was in attendance tonight. Milwaukee is where Austin calls from. Austin um, I am going to make you give a uh, championship weekend prediction because I, I need some from outside of these local markets. So call with your point or whatever you wanted to call about, and then I will need a prediction from you before you say goodbye. Okay, sounds good, Bart. Um, 
Hey, so I'm wondering what is exactly is going on with the Bucks. So they fire Griff, and then they look pretty good with uh, G.I. Joe Pronti. And then they look back to same old tonight. They're bricking shots. They're playing sloppy on defense. Do you think when Doc Rivers comes in that this will be adjusted or if that's just going to be on the players at this point? Well, I think that whatever happens to the Milwaukee Bucks this year is going to be on the players. I think Doc Rivers has had playoff failure before. We know that, and they signed him to a long extension. But if the players did not like Coach Griffin, if they were not willing to play for Coach Griffin, and they made this change, nobody complains that the Cavs did it all those years ago with David Blatt because then they won. So if they don't win, this is going to be more of an indictment, I think, on Giannis, Damon, those guys, than Doc. Okay, 100% agree with that because that's what they wanted. They wanted Griff in the first place, and now, and then they wanted to get rid of him. All right, um, playoff prediction, we're absolutely going Ravens. Lamar's going to walk again. He's going to walk, and he's going to make it to the Super Bowl, and he's going to win the Super Bowl. And by God, I hope that the Detroit Lions beat the San Francisco 49ers because I am one of the people that I don't want to go see the team that beats my team, go see them go win on to say that, oh, at least they lost to the team that won. I've done that with the Brewers for so many years, and it makes me sick. (laughs) And to relay this back to the Brewers, how about Reese Hoskins coming to the Brew Crew? Baby, we're getting some spotlight now. Big big needle mover. Big needle mover in the NL Central, Austin. NL Central. Hey, people forget that the Brewers have been in the playoffs five of the last six years. We We got what people are afraid of, man. Corbin Burns is staying with the team. It's go time. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. Austin, good to hear from you, bud. Thanks, Bart. Yeah, Reese Hoskins, a nice signing. I'd see Austin for Milwaukee, but um, yeah, people forget. Five of the last six years, the Brewers have been in the playoffs. You know who else forgets that? Me, a Brewers fan. Eric is in Texas. Hey, Eric. Hey, Bart. How are you doing tonight? Oh, what are you jamming to? Oh, sorry. I'm in a car dealership, and I'm, of course, I'm sweeping under the only speaker that blares the music. <laughs> oh, okay. Country music. Country music. All right. All right, um, all right. Yeah, those car dealerships, they say they close at 7, but you guys are open until until the last person leaves. Yeah, but they close 6 here, so at least that's good. Mm, okay. But, uh, hey, would you compare the Buffalo Bills defense? How would you compare them? How would they stack up against the Eagles defense in that Super Bowl against Kansas City? The Eagles defense from last year? Yeah, how, how would you – which, would you say one's way better than the other? It was about the same. I think just based on how they contain the Chiefs, maybe the Bills are better. Okay. Well, here's here's my point. The the Ravens, I think they're in trouble because if you remember correctly, Mahomes was down 24-14 to 14 to the Eagles, and he got hurt. His leg got hurt right before halftime, and then he got to 38 points in two quarters from 14 with one leg and, like, I'm with Shep. I can't stand seeing Taylor Swift. So, I mean, I won't pay $6 for the Thursday 
networking, but I'd pay six dollars to not see Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. But what you think, Bart? You would pay six dollars to not see Taylor Swift? Yeah, if they just had like a feed where you could just have their commentating <laughs> and the other camera angles and just never go to Taylor Swift, I would pay six dollars for that. If if the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, they might do a feed where you only see Taylor Swift and charge you much more than six dollars. I think I would watch that. Taylor reacting all day, all game to a Super Bowl. I think I'd watch that. Ravens got to win, Bart. Or she could do like uh, what a lot of people do during games, these watch parties on YouTube where they watch the game. They can't show the game, but they watch the game. If she could like, she should go to the Super Bowl if the Chiefs win and do a podcast watch party. I would watch that. I would. Man, you're something else, Bart. I I like Taylor Swift. You do. I do. Thanks, All right, thanks Eric. For my call. Have a good show, my man. All right, thanks, uh, Eric in Texas, sweeping up late uh, in the evening. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the NFL. More of you guys on hold. We'll talk to you in a second. Um, do just want to again reiterate what happened in the NBA tonight. Luka Doncic scoring seventy three points earlier in the week. We saw Joel Embiid score seventy points, and then we also saw Carl Anthony Towns score sixty two, but his team lost. Embiid and the Sixers won. Cat and the T-Wolves lost. The same thing kind of happened tonight where Luka won. They beat the Hawks. He had he was 25 of 33. He had like a perfect game. He was 8 of 13 from 3. Uh, he was tremendous. And then tonight, uh, Devin Booker had 62. And the Suns lost. So both of these nights, we're seeing big-time scoring, and this might be a way to slide in and complain that defenses isn't what it used to be, but it is weird. It is weird that of all the players, the 10 players that have scored 70 now, two have happened this week, and then four have happened in the last 365 days and change. Donovan Mitchell did it January 2nd of 23. He had 71. Damian Lillard then did it with the Trailblazers six weeks later in February. He had 71. And then tonight, after Embiid does it earlier in the week, Luka goes ahead and does it tonight. So really incredible stuff. Uh, 10 rebounds, 15 to 16 at the line, 8 of 13 from 3, 25 of 33 from the field, 73 points. That puts him tied for the fourth most ever along with Wilt and David Thompson. Behind Wilt, Kobe and Wilt. 855-212-4227. It is prediction time. We'll give those out here from you. Coming up next, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.